Brought to you by the Cabell County Public Library. Between Two Shelves brings you a new look on the day-to-day -day life of a library. From youth services to circulation and beyond, our episodes will lend you the world here at the Cabell County Public Library. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Between Two Shelves. I'm your host Jacob and today we are joined by Senator Shelley Moore Capito. She was first elected to the United States Senate in 2014 and re-elected in 2020. She's also the first female senator in West Virginia history and was elected with the largest margin of victory for a Republican in state history, winning more than 70% of the vote in all 55 counties. Surpassing the previous mark she had set in 2014, when she won more than 62% of the vote in all 55 counties once again. After serving as West Virginia's 2nd Congressional District in the U.S. House of Representatives for 14 years, and as a member of the West Virginia House of Delegates for four years prior, Senator Capito decided to run for Senate to be an even stronger voice for the Mountain State. She currently serves on the Appropriations Committee, the Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee, the Rules and Administration Committee, and the Environment and Public Works Committee as ranking member. A lifelong West Virginian herself, Senator Capito was born in Glendale in the Northern Panhandle. She holds a BS in Zoology from Duke University and an MED from the University of Virginia. She and her husband, Charles L. Capito Jr., reside in Charleston. They have three adult children, two sons, and one daughter. They have also been blessed with eight grandchildren, and we are very happy to have you here today with us. Thank you, Jake. It's nice to be with you. So our first question is, what are some of your responsibilities as a U.S. Senator? Well, the way I look at the responsibilities as a U.S. Senator, first of all, I'm representing the entire state. Uh, and it's a six-year term. So I have some time to really develop some special interests and, and things that I think will particularly help the state. And, I, and I've been able to do that. I, I kind of divide my responsibilities into one, my legislative responsibilities, which is making the laws. That's here in Washington, voting on certain bills, moving them through committees. And, and that takes up quite a bit of time, as you can imagine. So I have my legislative, and that can range from anything to agriculture, to military, to labor, to education, health and human services, massive, massive ways to affect change and to improve things. So my legislative responsibilities are very important, probably the number one. That's my constitutional responsibility. Um, I also consider, particularly at home, constituent service. I have caseworkers in West Virginia who help me. We do things like military, veterans, social security, have a lot of passports, helping people with their passports. And, and anything that where the federal government really touches you, we help businesses. We help people who, uh, businesses who want to write grants. We help to weigh in. We help fire departments. It's a vast way. And, and really the federal government has a large reach, as you know. Yeah. And so my constituent yeah. service is important. Then I think I have a political responsibility. I am the leading Republican in the state, have been for probably, you know, several years, 10 years at least, maybe 20. So I have a, you know, every every so often I run and then I also help candidates. So I have political responsibilities. Those are really unattached to my Senate, but we are, I am a leadership position in the Republican leadership in the Senate as well. And then lastly, I see my role as a education. It's my job to educate the constituents in West Virginia, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and listen most particularly and probably most importantly to what they have to say about the issues of the day. So those are the four, four ways I look at the way I divide up my responsibilities. 
Yeah. Well, that brings me to my next question of what, what do you think makes West Virginia so unique? You know, I was born and raised in West Virginia, as you said, and I've lived in Charleston for decades now and raised our family there and they went to school there. Well, I can be in Fairmont or I can be in Bluefield or I can be in Logan or I can be in Martinsburg and I'm going to run into somebody who knows somebody or something about me and aside from my official capacity. And that's what I love and what makes West Virginia unique. We are very connected to one another one way or the other. Uh, we take care of one another. The 2016 floods is a good example of that. People just rushed. I, I was astounded when I went up to Clendenin where there was a massive, uh, the flood had massively uh, impacted people. Yeah. yeah. I, I was there in less than 24 hours and there's a whole church set up with, with uh, grilling and, and food. And they were from Martinsburg. That's five hours away. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we take care of each other. And I think that's a, we're connected. We're just one big small town. And that's what I think is unique about our state. Yeah, I think it's interesting when we had done an interview with Senator Manchin as well, and he said something very similar of there's a real family atmosphere to West mm -hmm. Virginia that mm -hmm. it, it does make it very unique. It does. And people, you know, as a as somebody who's in the Senate, who's most in Washington, mostly during the week, people expect to see you on the weekends or at the big games or wherever. So yeah. that's a nice thing. You know, if you're in California, they don't expect to see you. What are some of the things that are coming to West Virginia that you're really excited about? Well, I'm excited about the economic development uh, announcements that we've heard recently, whether it's Berkshire Hathaway uh, that's going to be in Ravenswood, which is an all-inclusive uh, with uh, solar panels, titanium smelting, big investment, Nucor in Mason County near Huntington, the most modern, greenest steel mill to be built in this country, things going in the northern panhandle with pure watercraft, or which is an electric pontoon boat believe it or not. And uh, and then, you know, other, other things that are going on. So those are really exciting because they're ways to anchor more jobs in West Virginia. And also that means anchor more people, more young people, because we have a challenge with keeping our young people. Yeah. One of the things yeah. that two years ago that I think was very exciting and I've been very proud of is the establishment of a national park and preserve in Fayette and uh, County at the New River Gorge. We've seen 60% more people coming to that area. We've seen growth in the hotels, in the hist hist history, hiking, rappelling, bridge jumping, whatever you want to do. It, it has had the intended effect to really give a major shot in the arm to that area. Also, lastly, I'll say and there's lots of things I'm proud of, but I'm proud of, uh, you know, the research capacities that are developed in the, in the federal dollars that are coming into West Virginia University, Marshall University, we're working on a cybersecurity school there, help trying to help Brad Smith and others. So, you know, that research capacity, I think, again, anchors people in the state, people with higher earnings, higher education, and those are the job creators and the, and the entrepreneurs. And so we're excited about that as well. What is something you're still looking to accomplish for West Virginia that you're still working on to get in there? Well, West Virginia is really blessed with a lot of natural resources. We obviously have had a long history with coal, more mm -hmm. recently natural gas. But we've also, the legislature has opened up the possibilities of building nuclear. And we have, so we have a lot of, I think, ways to keep powering the nation. But we're a bit stymied on it because we haven't been able to get permitting reform. We can't, we can't move forward on different, um, either pipelines or siting certain projects. Mm 
And I'm working on that in one of my committees right now, which is uh, the permitting reform piece, which will allow us to really uh, solidify our place as the energy capital of the world, mm -hmm. self-sustaining, but also to be the innovators of the of uh, carbon capture and other things that are clean clean things up. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping to hoping to do that. That that's a big bite at the apple. I've also been a big proponent and uh, because of personal history here, both of my parents died from Alzheimer's and I've been very dedicated to uh, making sure that NIH is moving forward on research and to, to find the cure. It, yeah. it is a very painful, hard on the family. It's a miserable way to go. And, and they did and uh, they had their chin up, but it was tough and, and very expensive as well and emotionally draining. So I want to see us have some breakthroughs. I would love to be, I'm now the uh, the lead Republican funder on on NIH, and I would love to be the one who's there when we have that breakthrough breakthrough therapy. Absolutely. Uh, I, I face some of that with my own family as well. So right. I think absolutely. everybody has. It's really yeah. tough. Yeah. Well, the last question is, is sort of the fun question. Uh, obviously, we're in a library. It's a library podcast. So, so what are some of your memories of libraries mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. have? Well, I mean, I, I have a memory with Carla Hayden, the librarian of the Congress. Uh, we brought her down to Marshall to uh, do the Woodson le lecture. She was okay. awesome. And we then took her into back to Kanawha County. She went to Kanawha County Public Library and did a read aloud. And she also went to the State Library. But I, I learned that the librarian of the Congress is a rock star for all librarians. She They were just thrilled. And she's a wonderful person really in uh, expanding the reach of the Library of Congress. But mm -hmm. I guess my biggest memories, I remember riding my bike down to the public library and getting the latest Nancy Drew book. I had one of those bikes that had a basket in the front and, and you know, going back, I always loved going in there, the smell of the books and just the, mm -hmm. the feeling of, uh, you know, checking out. I always was sort of interested in that checking out process. You know, that's back when you had cards and stamps and all those things. Yep. And then as I, I had our own children, we would go down to the Kanawha County Public Library, where I now go with my grandchildren. It's been totally redone. You know, I check out books for them. And I used to check out, we used to check out books and they would do their research papers as well. One of the office as the governor, he made establishing libraries in every single part of the state. One of his big round, they're little round, they're roundhouses almost. Yeah. Uh, and in some of the, some areas, they're still there. They're, yeah. They were probably temporary, uh, I mean, not temporary, but modulars when they were first put up. He and I think his name was Fred Glazer. They were just dedicated to doing that. So that's a that's a nice legacy because my mother was really into, she worked at the WVU library when my dad was in law school. So I got a lot of library memories. Yeah, I, it's funny. My, the, the library in my dad's hometown of Webster Springs in Webster County, I, I think there's a still the round Problem. That's from my dad's administration. Yeah. Isn't that's that really funny? Cool. That's been 60 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, Senator Capito, that is all the questions I have for you. Is there anything well, else well, to add? Well, I just want to thank you for what you do. I think libraries have changed a lot mm -hmm. over the years, uh, certainly from the time I was riding my bike with the basket to get it in the Nancy Drew book. It's a lot different. It's much more interactive and much more think challenging for a library, but also really exciting to bring in just a variety of people and a variety of options with all the technology available. So anything I can do to help, just let me know. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.